today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, lots of chatter uh, since uh, Premier Wynne announced her refinancing plan uh, for her energy mistake, and both from the Conservatives and, of course, the NDP. Andrea Horvath says she thinks that we should be giving the money to the citizens, not the banks. Uh, she wrote an op-ed piece in the Hamilton Spectator. Uh, NDP Hydro Plan gives money to citizens, not banks. Horvath to talk more about all of this. Leader of the Ontario NDP, Andrea Horvath, and she is with us now. Hello, Andrea. How are you today? I'm well, thanks, Scott. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. So is it, and we talked to your energy uh, critic uh, not too long ago, just last week, and he was saying that uh, he believes privatization is uh, at the root of our high electricity prices rather than renewables or infrastructure upgrades or that sort of thing. Do you think privatization has been the, the main thrust of this problem? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we started to see the increase in our prices uh, after the Harris government began the privatization and deregulation in our in our system on the generation side. Uh, the Liberals have continued to sign very lucrative contracts, lucrative for the private companies, mind you, not for the people of Ontario, um, all through their their uh, uh, their time in office. And of course, when they brought green energy into the mix, uh, that was all privatized as well. Uh, when you look at Manitoba and Quebec, the provinces on either either side of us, they've they stayed completely public, uh, and their rates are less than half of ours. Their bills are far less than half of ours. And so uh, it's pretty obvious that um, uh, the privatization has built in uh, private profits. And so when we pay our electricity bills, we're not just paying for electricity. We're paying for the, uh, the profits of private companies and foreign companies. Uh, all parties have governed this province in the last uh, several decades, um, and all parties seem to neglect the electricity system and just shove this off to the next government. You know, and at the end of the day, from what I'm hearing, we needed a large amount of capital in order to upgrade the system because previous governments just kept punting it down the road of all stripes. So how is it better in public hands when, we, when you know, at the end of the day, leaders are just going to do what they need to do to get elected, much similar to the way wind is what wind is doing now. Well, I mean, the, the the difference is we're we were we were paying for and are paying for uh, not only the cost of fixing our system, but building in the private profits that but are nobody, being made by those companies. But I mean, nobody, but nobody fixed, but nobody fixed the system, Andrea. That was nobody, the problem. But, that's how we a, got to where we are. Well, no, I mean, I think this is a liberal talking point that uh, happens to be uh, what the liberals are saying. Uh, look, did there need to be investment in the system? Absolutely, there needed to be investment in the system. Did we need to pay premium prices so that we could build in the profits uh, for private companies? Definitely not. Manitoba has never had to do that. Quebec has never had to do that. In fact, our, our electricity system was operating in the public interest for over 100 years. Did there, were there some problems? Absolutely. Did things need to be addressed? For sure. But you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't uh, convert our system into one that's so expensive that people can't put food on their table because they have to pay their hydro bill. Uh, and then when you find you're in political trouble because you've created such a mess and people are, uh, are up in arms, uh, you don't kick the foot down the field to the next generations. You take a look at what's gone wrong in the system, you own up to it, and you fix it. And that's why we put a plan together that does exactly that. Our plan brings $7 billion back into public hands. The Liberal plan uh, pulls another $40 billion out of, uh, of, uh, of our, of our ratepayers uh, and gives it to bankers. Uh, is this about privatization or just lack of due diligence on their part? Uh, you, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you, these were bad deals. Is it, is it a case of privatization or just signing bad deals? 
Uh, well, I mean, it, it's it's a uh, I would say it's a bit of both. I mean, again, uh, privatization means you have to build in private profits, whether you build in a little bit of private profits or or m- you know millions and billions of private pro- profits, which is what the liberals have done. Um, you know, either way, it's the same thing. You're building in private profits, and you're paying an electricity bill now that's not just about uh, public power, not just about electricity for the benefit of the public, but it is about uh, electricity that's now you know paying for sh- uh, return on investment for shareholders uh, in the, in the private sector. Again, uh, I, I get it that we uh, that's our economy. We 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 run that kind of economy where where people uh, you know they engage in in private uh, business and they make private profits. And I'm all with that. That's cool. But when it comes to things like necessities, like our electricity system, uh, I believe that those need to be run in the public interest. It was done for over a hundred years here in Ontario, as I've said before, uh, and there's no reason for it ha- to have been uh, dismantled by the Conservatives and then continued on with the, by the Liberals. But again, you know, had been neglected, which is how we got to the brownout. So is a little bit of profit better than public neglect? But, but, but again, I think you're, you're, it's a false choice that you're suggesting, that you, that you can't achieve uh, the fix to the system with a public system. I, I disagree with that fundamentally. I think it's a, it's a false premise. I, I think the system could have been addressed and could have been fixed uh, and, and, and maintained as a public asset. Look, 80% of the people of Ontario don't want to see Hydro One sold off. That's the next shoe that's about to drop. Uh, as they continue to sell off the shares in Hydro One, we're going to see more and more profits built into the transmission side of our electricity system. So they're making things worse. They've made things worse already. Uh, but the next shoe is about to drop as the as Hydro One continues to be sold off. And, and that's the other thing in our plan is that we would reverse that. Uh, is buying back shares of Hydro One the answer? Uh, that's what we believe. In fact, the uh, the plan that we have will bring seven billion dollars back into the the public purse, uh, which is what should have been happening in the first place. Look, the financial accountability officer has said that the sell off of Hydro One puts Ontario in a worse financial position. They didn't have a mandate to do it. Nobody knew that uh, they were voting when they voted for the Liberals that the Liberals were going to sell off Hydro One. Um, and so they had they didn't have the permission. So the other thing that our plan does is put in place a requirement for a referendum. So we're not only going to buy back Hydro One, but we are going to say that no other future government in the province of Ontario can ever sell off uh, that uh, asset that generates uh, you know, revenues for the province without a referendum. What about the cost to buy it back, Andrea? Won't that be more than obviously what we got to sell it? Uh, no, in fact, uh, what we've done in terms of our plan is uh, earmarked the uh, the dividends that uh, that we're currently earning from uh, what's left of uh, the public part of Hydro One uh, to buy back those shares. And so, uh, the, you know, the the thing that our our plan does is contemplate uh, either exactly, I mean, we did our numbers based on today, but our plan also contemplates whether those shares increase in price or whether more shares get sold off because we don't know what the government plan is. Uh, And so we contemplate all of those eventualities and our plan still is able to uh, provide uh, revenue back to the people of Ontario. It'll just take longer to get there. Uh, Again, when I was talking to uh, your energy critic, there didn't seem to be a lot of chatter about renewables or the whole Green Energy Act. It was more about privatization. How do you deal with renewables? These are all private contracts. Uh, how, how do you finance renewable? Well, I mean, this is a, this is a, a problem that uh, the Liberals 
created when they decided to implement the Green Energy Act with all private contracts. I mean, we, we thought that bringing renewables onto the grid was a smart thing to do. And in fact, most people, I think, on a, as a value statement, think that renewable energy is a, a, a good thing. But mm-hmm. what the government did is create havoc, right? They pitted neighbor against neighbor, family member against family member, farmer against farmer, and, and created a situation where people now hate the idea of, uh, of renewable energy. And that's that is so irresponsible. And so, yeah, we have a lot of uh, a very um, expensive contracts in the green energy sector, uh, and we're going to try to aggressively uh, neg- renegotiate some of those contracts. Our problem that we have right now, we don't know what those contracts look like. We can't get a hold of them. We try to FOI them. Government won't let them, uh, let them be released. Or we get, you know, just pages and pages of blacked out documents. And so we have to, uh, uh, we have to make the commitment to do some ag- aggressive work and, and see if we can't... Uh, renegotiate some of those terms. And you know what? This is not like what the Liberals did with the gas plants. If you remember, I mean, it cost us over a billion dollars because sight unseen, they made the promise they were going to rip up those contracts. Uh, what we need to do, though, is look at those contracts. And if there are situations where the penalties uh, are, are, you know, getting basically paying out the penalties to get out of a contract is less expensive than staying uh, in that contract, then, then we'll look at that uh, possibility. Uh, it, there needs to be a complete review of what this uh, Liberal government has signed away uh, to, her, to their friends and, uh, and their, their well-connected buddies in the, in the uh, energy sector. Will you continue to sign these uh, renewable deals? Well, that's a good question. In fact, a number of those uh, uh, of the deals, not only renewable, but um, you know, some of the more traditional sources of energy. I'm thinking gas and uh, things like that are actually up for um, mm-hmm. renewal, uh, up for renegotiation, or they're, they're basically coming due, if you will, shortly after the next election. And so we're going to be taking a look at each and every one of them. Why? Because our system is oversupplied. We're giving away energy uh, to our neighbors to the south at a fraction of what we've paid to generate it. Uh, and it's a bad deal for Ontarians. We have a, a massively oversupplied system, uh, and we need to look r- really hard at, uh, at how we get the oversupply out, because we're paying for it in our rates. Could we have seen the oversupply coming, Andrea? Absolutely. Absolutely. We could have seen the oversupply coming, but the government was uh, too intent on, on, you know, forcing forward an agenda uh, that, um, that wasn't a good deal for people uh, when it came to the way that they brought the renewables on the grid and when it came to the way that they negotiated a, a number of their contracts with their energy buddies. And so now we're in a situation where we're oversupplied uh, and we're paying uh, top dollar for that energy. Well, at the meantime, it's, it's being, uh, it's being um, you know, purchased just on the spot market because it's oversupplied. Like we're, we're dumping it on the spot market for far, far, far less than what we've paid to generate it. Uh, we certainly all know about uh, Premier Wynne's refan- uh, refinancing of this deal, uh, but she has not said that she has stopped signing new deals. She yeah. said she's negotiating better ones. Again, will you stop these deals? Will you continue these deals considering, as you mentioned, we're at an oversupply point? Oh, no. I mean, hey, look, we're the ones that don't want to be writing any deals with the private sector. Look, if we're in an oversupply system and we own all of the generation as a public utility or as, as, a, as a public uh, crown corporation, then if, if, we're supplying too, if we're generating too much electricity, all we've got to do is start generating less. 
We don't have any penalties. We don't have any problems because it's our energy system. We're the ones that are generating it. So we're the ones who, who don't want to sign any more deals at all and get rid of the deals that we have uh, where possible with the, the private energy interests. Uh, it, it, just, it's just, it just makes sense for us to control our own destiny when it comes to something as important, and not only to families and, and, and individuals, but to our economy as well. Um, uh, we certainly know how far we've come. Uh, we're off coal. Uh, there's wind turbine farms everywhere you go when you're driving out of, uh, of the urban areas and such. Uh, would, we be, would we have been able to pay for what we have and be where we are if it wasn't for the private system? Would we be able to have done what Kathleen Wynne has done, uh, whether you like it or not, with public money? Well, look, I mean, the reality is the government can borrow money at a much cheaper rate than any private en- entity. Uh, and so, so, yeah, I mean, the difference is they, they don't show it on their books. But what they, but we we still have to pay the uh, pay the premiums on it, and so that's that's the big difference. It's a, it's a shell game. They're hiding, you know, the capital side uh, in terms of the debt on the capital side because they're they're burying it in these huge contracts. But we all pay the price, anyways. I mean, it's not like we're going to get away from paying the paying the cost. And so, yeah, absolutely, that's how other jurisdictions do it. I mean, that's how Manitoba does it. That's how Quebec does it. Uh, and that's uh, that's how. Ontario should be doing it as well. Is it fair to compare to Quebec considering the hydroelectricity resources they have compared to Ontario? Well, I mean, look, we have some good hydroelectricity resources as well. Uh, there's no doubt that there are different systems in uh, Manitoba. There are different systems in Quebec uh, in terms of access to uh, the, the, the types of energy they have access to. But it, it doesn't negate the fact uh, that they've that they've built their infrastructure as a public entity and they continue uh, to be publicly, uh, you know, kind of responsible uh, for the, um, you know, for the generating and the distribution of power. Um, you know, we, we could be doing the same thing here in this province, uh, but unfortunately, but first the Conservatives and then the Liberals have taken us down a completely different path. And now, you know, now we're at the situation where people are making untenable choices. You know, do I pay my hydro bill or do I fill, fill the prescriptions for my family? Do I pay my my hydro bill or do I put food on my table? That should never be happening in a province like Ontario. Uh, the Auditor General, uh, less critical about privatization, but more critical about overpaying for things to the tune of $37 billion. Do you think that the argument of lack of due diligence and cost analysis outweighs the privatization? Obviously you don't, but what are your thoughts about those two comparisons? Well, I mean, I think they're, I think it's the, it's the, it's two peas in the same pod, right? I mean, and yes, I, I do agree that, uh, uh, that there is a huge overpayment, and that's what we talk about, these bad contracts, these contracts that are, uh, that are completely out of whack compared to market prices. Uh, but again, uh, we wouldn't be paying these contracts if we weren't privatizing our electricity system. And so, yes, I agree with the Auditor General, but I also think that the root cause of this $37 billion is the privatization. Uh, and again, not to repeat myself, but, you know, from what I'm being told, privatization was needed to cover the cost of, the, of neglect and beefing up the system, but you don't buy that. Uh, no, I don't buy that. Uh, and in fact, again, I'll just go back to the reality that governments can borrow money at a cheaper rate than any other entity. That's just the facts. Now, you can quibble about whether the government wants to show on their books 
that they're doing that. But the bottom line is, we pay more uh, just to to uh, to keep um, you know to keep a, a political uh, game going when it comes to what we're paying for our energy and, and how much we're in debt for it. And so I, I just think people are are um, you know are deserving of a more open system, a more transparent system, um, and. Why should they be paying more for something that government can uh, can achieve uh, with uh, with paying for paying uh, by paying less in terms of interest? Last question, Andrea, and I appreciate it. Uh, the refinance that Wynn is doing, how do you think this is playing with the public? Do you think that the savings is enough to make them forget? Um, well, I mean, I guess uh, I guess the the proof will be in the pudding once the savings start to roll out, which apparently is going to come somewhere in June. Um, we the, the, the challenge we have is we don't know what that's going to look like. Um, they, there's not a single scrap of paper that the government has provided, uh, so we don't know you know where it's all going to land. Uh, but I can tell you this: people are pretty fed up. Uh, with uh, Kathleen Wynne and, and the decisions she's making, which seem to be more about her political well-being, uh, you know, her political skin. Uh, if she gets into political trouble, then holy smokes, there's got to be a fix. Meanwhile, people have been, you know, being crushed uh, under the weight of these hydro bills for, for some time now, uh, for, for well over a, a year, probably three years, uh, when I think about how these prices have increased. In fact, 50% they've gone up since she's become the premier, uh, which has only been four years. And so, you know, I, I think people are pretty cynical, and I don't blame them. I don't blame people for being cynical about uh, about this latest move, because once again, it's about Kathleen Wynne, it's about the Liberal Party, uh, it's about their fortunes, their well-being politically, uh, as opposed to really having given a darn about the people of Ontario uh, over the last couple of years. Andrea Horvath has been with us, leader of the Ontario NDP. Andrea, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. My pleasure as always, Scott. Take care. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.